I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we talk about annoying Chinese tourist groups and why we are too quick to judge them, and how it teaches us to be more empathetic to everyone around us. They wave little flags. They wear those red, blue, and other brightly colored hats. They pile onto chartered buses and take over hotels. They are noisy, always talk amongst themselves, and conduct the cardinal sin of never interacting with locals. Why do they have to spend so much time in the Apple Store? Why aren't they exploring? Why do they always have to eat Chinese food? God, why are these Chinese tourists so annoying? If you have ever traveled abroad, there is a good chance you have felt this way. I have been totally guilty of it, but it all changed the day I moved to Shanghai and settled down for six months. This story is not unique. With 1.4 billion people in China, hardly anything or anyone is unique. This is a story of most Chinese growing up. Imagine being born in the 1950s. The People's Liberation Army and your comrades north of the Yalu River just defeated the evil empire in the war of Korean liberation. The family learns that your mom's cousin in the nearby village just died. Mom and dad tell you that he got sick. Later, you learn that he died of starvation along with 50 million other comrades in what was the largest man-made disaster in history. A famine of more than biblical proportions, the direct result of the policies of the great chairman Mao. This is the great leap forward. It's 1966 now. You are 16 years old. and you were regularly bullied because your mother was a teacher and your father was a principal they shut down all schools except for elementary ones you did not go to a school growing up your family is considered part of the intellectual class your peers are part of the red guard they spy on families and tell the local communist party which neighbors are not adhering to the thousands of dictates and philosophies described in the chairman's red book you are sent to a labor camp you are taught that every spade shoveled from the earth helps liberate the people you learn that every brick you lay is one step closer to a palatial communist paradise you are now a part of the cultural revolution for some reason you decide to use the little free time you have to study for what purpose you are not sure but you decide to study english you find a tattered textbook the only other comrade in your battalion who reads is an uighur a muslim minority group from central asia and china While you practice your vowels and consonants, he reads and recites the Quran. He does this in secret, since religion is banned. You say nothing to the others in the camp. Both of you struggle to see below the flickering forty-watt street lamp, which is the only one in a two-mile radius. You do this every night for six years. It's 1976. The great chairman is dead. You weep. Everyone you know weeps. Universities reopen. and you are amongst the few fortunate ones who get admitted with english as a major why because you scored an excellent 32% on the test so till the point you became an adult you had zero exposure to the outside world 
you had no say in your own life every single decision was made for you by the party free will what free will you did not speak english you could not experiment with cuisines outside of your own for as long as you can remember the party was supreme and whatever they said was the last word you have only heard rumors of what happens in other countries and most of them are unpleasant about people killing their babies in the us the only support system you had outside of your family was your comrades who were suffering with you in the fields and in the labor camps so why are we surprised that they travel in groups they seek the comfort of the familiar getting lost in a foreign country would induce a panic attack they do not speak with locals because they don't know english but remember whenever you look at them they always smile they are shy but they are happy to finally shed decades of living a pathetic life and see the world for themselves but if you have ever wondered why they are always taking photographs now you would understand in the words of alan de botton a dominant impulse on encountering beauty is to wish to hold on to it to possess it and to give it weight in one's life there is an urge to say i was here i saw this and it mattered to me for a people who had been oppressed in their formative years it is a way to say i was here i saw this and it mattered to me living through the great leap forward and the cultural revolution would actually change anyone we are all people shaped by our context and our histories and it's unfair to demonize people without understanding their past and only then can we appreciate their present mark twain once remarked travel is fatal to prejudice bigotry and narrow mindedness and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts yeah i can think of many of us broad wholesome charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all of one's lifetime so the next time we actually want to travel better we just need to do one simple thing get a good guide book i personally prefer to skip lonely planet and my choices are the lesser known rough guides and brad travel guides read through the pages of its modern history just that reading would give you a whole new perspective of how the recent history has shaped the people of the country and maybe then we would become less judgmental and more open minded to appreciate the places we travel to in an increasingly intolerant xenophobic world what we all need is a massive infusion of empathy if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memoria on twitter and why we travel 42 on instagram